Welcome to the Lodge of Leaders podcast, the show where aspiring leaders, current leaders, and anyone wishing to grow their leadership skill set can improve their career, all for an intentional influence. Hi guys, my name is Gary Davison, and I have 25 years of leadership experience. In that time, I've grown in excess of 24 leaders to executive levels in the field of education. I've been a teacher, assistant principal, principal, and university faculty member. In addition to the many roles I've held outside the field of education that give me a unique perspective. I've used my perspective to grow leaders, lead successful organizations. Are you a current leader? Are you an aspiring leader? Are you someone who just wants to improve your leadership skills? Do you want to be elite? Greater Development LLC realizes that leading in today's society has become more difficult and complex. Add to this, budgets are tight, staffing is difficult, and a leader's time is in short supply. We can help your leadership growth reach its potential within these times. Our services help you emerge a more capable leader to take your organization to the heights never before envisioned. We have the tailored solutions to meet this challenge. Welcome back, Lodge members. Here we are again, ready to meet again around the fire at the Lodge. Guys, I've received a lot of uh, correspondence from listeners and um, wanted to take today's podcast and answer a few of the questions that I've gotten from listeners. Uh, gotten a, I, I just have to say, over time here, I've gotten a ton of great uh, correspondence. I've gotten some great questions. Um, I love hearing from you about how you know you're implementing some of the skills and how they're really working in your setting with others that you've done. I even got a couple people who said that they've been doing it with loved ones and um, using some of the leadership skills to improve the communication with their loved ones. So right on, man. That's uh, that's great. And uh, again, leadership is not about what happens between nine to five. Leadership is, when you're a leader, you're a leader all the time. And so I just want to say kudos to all of you who are really trying to um, uh, bring leadership into who you are. So today's first question, uh, and, and uh, just so you know that in the past I have I have um, used people's names. Right now, I'm going to try and just um, just use the question, leave people's names off, because um, there's sometimes I get multiple questions that are kind of the same. And then if I list one person's name and not another one, I, I hate leaving someone out. Um, I like to be able to give credit where credit is due. And if it's due to multiple, multiple people, I certainly hate missing anyone. So um, today's first question, with today's world is so divided, how can leaders ensure that they won't, there won't be issues that'll trigger either the right or the left um, to having an assault by the right or the left? 
Um, guys, this is a great question and something that is so uh, pertinent for any leader today. Um, what I used to do is I used to tell my staff um, at the beginning of the year, I literally would make an object lesson out of this. I would stand in our theater um, was where I'd have a lot of large gatherings for our team. Um, and I literally would have a handheld microphone and I would stand in the aisle uh, there would be seats to my right and seats to my left. And I, I made a visual out of this. And I said, I want everyone right now, put your pencils down. If you need to take your glasses off to see a long distance, do so. I want you to turn your gaze up here. Look at me right now. And they would, um, they would turn and, and obviously, you know, take off their glasses or whatnot. And I would say, look guys, I am standing in the middle of the right and the left right now. You have no idea what my views are. I am, my job is to support you. My job is not to teach you my values, to teach you my views. You will get to understand who I am through my work, through my support of you um, and everything that you do. But our, our job is to teach content, not to teach our own beliefs. So I made it very clear up front that, that as an employee, as a teacher, as an educator, our number one purpose right now is to help kids, help families, help colleagues, help others see what the topic is we're working on, not necessarily what are my own personal views. Never, never did I say you can't have your own personal views. Never did I say they are not supposed, you, you're not supposed to be that person during the school day. Never said that. What I said was during when I'm working with a teacher, a student, a family or, or whatnot, they don't know what my political beliefs are. They don't know if I'm right, if I'm left, if I'm left-leaning, if I'm right-leaning, if I'm ultra-conservative. They have no idea. And that's the goal. The goal is to stand in the middle and work on the issue that's there. Don't work on what your feeling is about the issue. I'll give you a good example. Uh, at school, um, you know, we often had, uh, I wouldn't say often, we, we, would, we would have uh, instances where kids would get in a fight or there would be bullying or something going on. Whatever the subject matter is that led to the issue, my feeling of it does not matter. It's what is the organization's feeling? What are the rules? What do the rules say? What does policy say? What, what is that thing that's there? As a teacher today, particularly in the areas of English language arts where you have literature and social studies where you have government, economics, a lot of world and or United States history, there are a lot of opportunities for you to step in it, overshare, and thus, I guess, alienate part of your audience. As a smart educator, I need to know, hey, I'm, my obligation is to teach every kid, not just the ones that think like me. So if, if my obligation as a world history teacher is to teach world history, that's what I'm going to do but I'm not going to intersperse it with my own beliefs. Does that make sense? And I did the same thing when it came to working with 
others. So I tried my very best to stay out of that. I, I called it standing in the standing in the valley. Stand in the valley. Let the two peaks on the other sides be there, but you stand in the valley. Next question. Um well, I'm I'm gonna read part of this question. You talk down about buy-in. Why? Well, I don't talk down about it. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me rephrase that. I believe in buy-in for some individuals, but when you're leading an organization, you are seeking more than buy-in. Buy-in is compliance. And ultimately, yes, 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 we do want people to be compliant. But ultimately, when I'm talking about something more, I'm talking about belief in, and I'm talking about making a connection from me to someone else and them believing in the why I'm doing something, not just the what I'm doing. That's why I go further than buy-in, I go into belief in. And so I'm not really talking down buy-in. I guess think of it this way, is that I want you to seek something more, but settle for that hair less. And I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, if you're seeking excellence, you're seeking perfection and you want something great, I'm going to seek it. But if I just miss, I'm going to live in the world of outstanding. So just please know that I'm not talking down buy-in. Buy-in compliance is very, very important, but you've got to know what you're seeking and what you're shooting for. Third question. Uh, 22 years as a principal, do you think it's possible to last 22 years as a principal today? No, I, I think it's, I think in today's world right now, um, it is so difficult for, for principals, for leaders of organizations to be in that kind of a setting for, in that kind of a high pressure scenario for very, very long. It's very hard to do. So, um, I say no. Um, unless the roles change and unless the expectations of leaders change, there has to be something very different. And, and I had my reasons for doing it for so long. I love the job and, um, being out of it now for a few months, I do miss it. Um, there are moments where I really, really miss it, but I, I have to say that after 22 years of being a principal, it's really nice being able to spend a Friday night with my wife. It's really nice not having to, to rush on a Saturday morning, um, not spending time with my family, and then going and watching somebody else perform when their family's not even there. Um, I love the kids I worked with. I love the staff I worked with. And the families were so wonderful. But it's time. It's now time for me to, and I told my wife this, look, you supported me for 22 years as a principal, and I loved every minute of it. But right now, I owe my wife and my daughter 22 years of support. They've supported me for so long. So that's where I am in this. And I just don't know that there are a lot of people out there that want to give 22 years for other people's kids. And I hate to say that, but it's a very difficult role now. Uh, next question. Um, balance. Ba working on balance is a principle. Is it possible and what does it look like now? Mm, boy, that's a podcast all to itself, but I'm going to give you a short answer right now. It's, it's all about intentionality. Be intentional with how you spend your time, what you spend your time on, and how organized you can be 
within a school day. Um, I use a timer. I use a lot of small, um, they're not hacks. I don't believe in hacks for working on quality work, but I believe it's all about intentionality and it's all about listening to feedback from others. If your wife is your wife or your spouse or your significant other is, is giving you feedback about you dedicating too much time, having too much of a focus or, or not being able to decompress when you come home and taking out your frustrations from work on other people, you need to be able to listen to that feedback and act on it. Um, but I, I think that balance is a principle. I think balance in any regard is very important right now. But I'll be honest with you guys, as a leader, you're going to be focused on your organization, period. You're going to have to have times to to make yourself better, to fortify yourself. But how effect? How much do you want to believe in someone's mission if they're only half in? You need to show one hundred percent commitment, but then you balance in private. Balance in private, fortify yourself in private, but show the constituents that you're representing and the staff that you're working with and you're partnering with them, show them your commitment. But for me, I believe balance is a lot like your own, your own political beliefs. They're very important to you. They're personal. They're held very closely to you, but they're also done in private. Last question for today's session is uh, Dr. Davidson, you like to grow leaders from your team. Yes, I do. What is the first step you would recommend for a brand new principal walking into a high school to grow leaders of our team? Well, first thing I would say is you've got to get to know your team. You really need to get to know them. And I'm going to tell you that this sounds like hand-holding, but it is not. To a degree, it might be, but largely it is not. Have conversation with your team. Get to know who your teammates are. Um, and then find opportunities to plug them in and then let them work and stay out of their way. Be available for them, but stay out of their way. Let them do work. Let them fall. I have a uh, a leader that I grew, um, and I'm working with her right now. She has she has a, a great way of saying what I have done with leaders, but I never came up with this, so I'm not stealing her line. This is actually something that she came up with. She said one of the things that you do for leaders that really has helped is you let them go to the cliff. You let them look over the cliff. Again, it's a risk. It's a chance to do something. You let them look over. You let them lean over, but you won't let them fall on their own. You, you, you have a rope on them and you hold them. You'll let them lean over as much as they want to lean over, but you won't let them fall. That's the key to the first step to growing a leader is building that trust, getting to know them and let them, I guess using Ashley's analogy here is let them know that you're not going to let them fall. You'll let them see the dangers. You'll let them know that the dangers are there, but you won't let them fall on their own until it's their job. So um, I hope that helps. I hope that gives you a perspective over some of the things that I like to do. The, again, this was just five questions that I got. And boy, I've got, I've got a ton of these kinds of questions. So we may do a few of these podcasts answering uh, listeners' questions. But um, I hope that helped. You know, take from it what you will, and uh, we will be jumping back into some con content here 
pretty soon. So um, bon voyage and check us out at the Lodge of Leaders again. Dr. Gary Davison's new book, Even Great Leaders Need Coaching, a guidebook, is a true display of the importance of leadership skills. Dr. Gary Davison is a well-known middle and high school principal with extensive experience in coaching and mentoring teacher leaders and assistant principals. In his new book, he presents the key premises of his coaching philosophy and shares his insights and tools for developing the next generation of school and system leaders. Moreover, the book also proves that leadership is not just about position or authority, but also about character, competence, and relationships. Coaching is highlighted throughout Dr. Davison's book as an essential component of executive education, one of the book's distinguishing characteristics. Dr. Davison believes that the purpose of coaching is to help individuals and teams realize their full potential and that all leaders can profit from receiving coaching at various points throughout their careers. Some of Dr. Davison's tools include the excellence loop for professional for personal development, the brand of leadership for developing a clear identity and vision, and the success matrix for planning and executing successful projects and initiatives. Again, the book is called Even Great Leaders Need a Coach. Pick up your copy today. Thank you for listening to the Lodge of Leaders podcast. It's my hope that you receive value for your time today. If you did, I have three basic requests. The first, please leave us a review at whatever platform you got your podcast from. Two, please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues, anyone that you feel like can get value from it. And three, please go to Greater Development LLC and check out how they can help you grow. Yes, they have services, but you'll see blog articles and other things that can always be of help. Lodge members, until we meet again, remember, experience is not the best teacher. Feedback is.